It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Pull up, jump shot. It's good. Zach does it again. Three-point game. They've got to go for three now. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark King, for this show. NBA season still suspended. No news there, but the Grizzlies podcast must go on. So today's episode will just be Monday mailbag. That's going to be how it's probably for the foreseeable future. Every Monday show, just going to be a, mail, a mailbag show. That's it. So if we don't have a whole lot of questions, it won't be a long show. If we have a lot of questions, it will be a long show. So that's pretty much what we will talk about on every single Monday until the season comes back or ends. Uh, the last news that was on that, the little bit of news was Woj, uh, that season wouldn't come back to like June or July, which would push, you know, you'd get into a time frame of putting the draft in August or September. There's... It's a very tricky situation in terms of what you do with the you know NBA season in terms of when you bring it back. Uh, you know, because you, you're whatever you do, you get into June and July, August, stuff like that. You're going to impact next season, and so I think the NBA has to decide what they're going to do in terms of this season. Uh, how much do you want it to affect next season? I guess is the real, what I'm trying to say is how far do you want to go down this path of what do you want it to do next season when you come back? Do you want to delay it? Uh, you know, if you if you don't if you if you come back and play the whatever 17 games left uh, that you have in this NBA season plus the playoffs, that's going to affect next season. Like, do you want this to linger so long and affect 
two different seasons of the league, or do you want to just uh, cut it off at the playoffs and just play the playoffs in a, in, a, in a shortened format, maybe five games, and then it only affects this season, and the next year you start as is. So I think there's still a lot to figure out at the NBA, and I think that they still have a long way to go before they really get to any of those decisions. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide. Uh, I, for one, would probably vote for them just to play the playoffs right now. Obviously, the Grizzlies are in the playoffs, so I'm a bit uh, biased in, in that sense. But I, in terms of just getting getting it on the road, I I would be a fan of just playing the NBA playoffs when you started. Maybe even give them a, a mini training camp uh, of a, a week and a half of, of just just uh practicing and get back into shape, all that kind of thing, because now all the players have been released to do kind of go back home or wherever they, you know, call home and that kind of thing until they are called back to basically get back to business. So um, I'd be a fan of like a mini training camp and then you got to just get on with the playoffs and just kind of go from there. So uh, again, there's a long way to go before we get to that point, I think as well. So let's get to the questions that we had today. Uh, This one comes from at John McCrail, I think he's actually had a uh, question before. If you are constructing the perfect Memphis Grizzlies lineup for the next year, who would be the first team? Who would be your bench players that are on this team now, and who would be on the hustle? Um, I'm probably not going to get to who would be on the hustle because that's just a, a revolving door. But if we're just talking about lineups, what I think would be the best for the Grizzlies, I think you would obviously start John Rant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Brandon Clark on your first team, and then you throw in Justice Winslow as your three. And that's where it gets tricky because I think the two spot, I think, would probably, I would like for it probably not to be on the roster right now. I think that person would ideally not be on the roster, but. In terms of, uh, yeah, ideally, I think that person would not be on the roster. So I would say the two spot would be whomever they trade for, whatever shooting guard they trade for. That would be, if we're just talking my ideal lineup and what I think the perfect lineup would be for the Grizzlies to have a chance at a championship, I think that the two guard would be that person that you traded for, the shooter that you traded for, a Joe Harris type of person, a Malik Monk, uh, any of those type of people that can knock down shots in this offense for the Grizzlies. That would be my ideal starting lineup for the Grizzlies. I think that you are athletic enough to do lots of different things, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five. Defensively, you're really, really good at the five as well. Um, I think that would be ideal um, for the Grizzlies defensively and offensively again you have a shooter on the wing that can knock down shots and then on the bench unit you have Tyus Jones you have Dylan Brooks you have DeAnthony Melton you have Jonas Valanciunas and I think the big on the end of the bench is probably again probably not on the roster either maybe maybe it's Kyle Anderson and I don't know if Kyle Anderson is going to be in the roster beyond this year. It's a, he's a likely candidate to be traded. I don't think he probably really fits in this offense of what Taylor Jenkins is trying to do. So he's probably a likely candidate to get traded. But he could also be play the four as well. I mean, I'd, I think I'd be okay with that. But the big thing here is you'd have Jonas Valanciunas coming off the bench. And I think he can really dominate backup bigs off the bench. I've I've talked about this on the show a lot before. I think Dylan Brooks would be able to also dominate two guards. I think those two players, and, and along with Tyus Jones, 
Uh, I think that would be a very, very capable uh, bench, uh, really just a a really, really good bench unit that would be able to dominate most other bench units in the league because we've seen Jonas Valanciunas, we've seen uh, even Tyus Jones to a point, we've seen Dylan Brooks. They're all capable, even they could be capable starters in this league. And so you move them to the bench and they're going to naturally have the advantage over probably most benches in this league, Alex, again, whoever that four spot, maybe maybe that other big's not on the on the roster. Uh, but again, Kyle Anderson would be a good plug and play option as well to keep you probably athletic. He can defend a lot of different positions as well. I don't mention Gorgie Jane because I don't think he's going to be on the roster next year. Um, same thing for Josh Jackson. I don't think Josh Jackson's going to be on the roster next year either. So those guys probably. Um, you know, probably aren't going to be there. Now they just signed Jontae Porter, who is a big, again, I'm not sure what kind of impact he's going to have on the roster. I'd probably, he, he'd be the most likely candidate, I would say, would be returning to the hustle along with Yuta and John Conchar on those two-way contracts or maybe possibly even have uh, John Conchar on the main roster and Jontae Porter on a two-way contract. That's probably the most likely scenario for that if it plays out going into next year. That that would be my ideal starting lineup and what I would love to see for the Grizzlies coming out the bench as well. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk more Monday in Mailbag. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you're watching the game, sometimes you just need what you delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on an iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days. So start your free deliveries, download the app, and use code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. Next question comes from at Grizz Affiliate. Uh, what do you think of doing a, a oh, this is not a question about uh, Grizzlies. I didn't read the question first. What do you think of doing a day each week for Twitter guest host on the show? Uh, I think you mean my Twitter followers hosting the show or coming on the show to talk Grizzlies. I think that's a great idea. I, I think that's a pretty cool idea. I don't know what you guys think about that. If I put it out there for people to, uh, for Twitter followers or, or subscribers to come on the show and talk Grizzlies with me. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Shoot me a DM if you want to. How about this? If you want to come on the show and talk Grizzlies while we had this extended, extended break, and trust me, we have plenty of time for content. If you want to come on the show and talk Grizzlies, shoot me a DM at King underscore producer on Twitter. Shoot me a DM and we'll get it worked out. When we will have you on the show. I think that's a great idea. If you want to come on the show, shoot me a DM on Twitter at King underscore producer. We'll work it out. 
Uh, we'll get you guys on the show. We'll talk Grizzlies, whatever y'all want to talk about. Uh, should be fun. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Great suggestion from the subscriber base, Twitter followers at Grizz Affiliate. I appreciate that. Uh, next question uh, actually it has a lot of questions. Uh, Mr. Bombay at 2ShaneZZZ uh, has several questions. So, we're going to read them all because we don't have much else to talk about today. Uh, personally, think Josh Jackson is a necessity to bring back after the season. What is the most you would pay for him? Um, the, 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 the problem with Josh Jackson is they declined his option earlier in the year, so they can only pay Josh Jackson one year $9.2 million. That's it. That's the most they can pay for him. Um, just in terms of what I think he's going to get, I think he's probably going to get somewhere around two, three years, $7 million, $6, 7000000 million. That's probably what I think he's going to get. That's probably what his market's going to be. Maybe like a two-year two year with a third-year team option, somewhere around 6 to $7 million. That's probably what I think Josh Jackson's going to get. And I think he'll get a multi-year deal, even if that's a one-and-one, one, like a one-year with a team option on the second year. I think that's something that that Josh Jackson will probably get. There are lots of teams in this in this league, and you, they, a lot of people have seen what Josh Jackson can be on a functional franchise. They, they, they've seen what they can be on a dysfunctional franchise with the, with the Suns. And so, you know, he's done a lot to repair his image in terms of the basketball community, so to speak, this year with the Grizzlies. So I think he'll have lots of options. I think there'll be several people willing to pay him that, that amount of money, uh, but it won't be the Grizzlies. Josh Jackson will will most likely not be back next year for the Grizzlies. I don't know if they could do a sign and trade with him. I don't know if they want to. I mean, I don't extend. I don't expect him to be back, but I don't know if the Grizzlies want him back either. He's been great for the Grizzlies, don't get me wrong. He's been fantastic what he's done this year. And he, again, he's done a long he's come a long way from repairing what people how people view him in this league and other in terms of other franchises view him. So, um so I, th- I think he's done a great job there, but I don't know if the Grizzlies want him back. Uh, but again, they can only pay him one year, $9.2 million. That was what his option was. It's just a kind of a weird clause for people declining options and giving them multi-year deals uh, in, the, in the CBA. So it's just um, it, it's just a weird thing. So uh, next question, same person, a lot of hype around Zion in the 19 games he's played so far. If you had the number one pick and you would go back, what w- who would you pick, Zion or, Jer- or Ja and why? Um, you know, if you if you've listened to this show for a long time, uh, especially from the summer on, uh, you've known my how I felt about John Morant uh, from the time that he got the, from the time the Grizzlies got the number two pick. Um, there is a show, and I'm sure it's on the feed somewhere. You could go, probably go back and listen to it. But there is a show. The Grizzlies got the number two pick. I was out of town. I did the show just like on my phone because I was so excited. And I said then and there that John Merritt was the pick 100%. There's no question about it. There is should never be a question about it. And I think I even said on that show that John ja, Morant and Zion were 1A, 1B. Uh, because Ja just had so many, so much talent that is translatable to the NBA. A lot of times, the NBA and the college game, they're just so different. And so there are a lot of times that those skills that you have in college don't necessarily translate to the league in the NBA. Same kind of, you see the same thing in football. There's a lot of really good, you know, great college football quarterbacks. that just never pan out in the NFL. And it's a little bit like that in NBA. You see a lot of great college basketball stars that for some reason or the other just don't pan out in the NBA. But with John Morant and even, and that goes the same with Zion, they have a lot of skills that are translatable to the NBA. And for John, one of the biggest things that I always talked about was a, his athleticism, but his B, his court vision, his passing, the way he sees the game, that was always going to translate. Like the game is played the same no matter what. Now I'll question the what how quick would he how quick could he get there? Like how could 
you get there that quickly in terms of seeing the game visually because it's a much faster game at, in the NBA level. It's not as, not as slow as a college game. And so obviously he got there way faster than any of us had expected, uh, that anybody that covers the league or any fan had expected Job Morant to get there. So um, if, if I'm going back and I have the number one pick, though, I would pick Zion Williamson. Zion Williamis a legitimate NBA superstar, um, and I think that there's there is there's nothing wrong with also saying that um, you know Zion's would you pick Zion over Ja? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think that people will they go back and say they take Ja Morant over Zion. I mean, I'd probably be surprised. I think most people would, but at the same time, I've always thought that Zion is one A and Ja was one B. I never thought it was a clear. I, I thought there was. There was Zion, but not too far behind there was Ja, and then everybody else. And the people that told me you had to talk about R.J. Barrett in the conversation, I thought was always silly. I said it then. I, I still say it now. Those people, I, I just, you know, whatever. You want to have the conversation, you can go ahead and have it. But it was never a conversation, and it should have never been a conversation for anybody with the way Ja, uh, what, what he showed in, in, in college. And again, the, the skills that he had that are translatable to the NBA. Those are the things you look for when you're looking for a draft pick. And I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I watch enough whenever the Grizzlies have a certain pick in that certain areas. I watch those prospects. I'm not a college basketball, avid college basketball fan at all. Um, so I had to go back and watch a lot of John Morant stuff. But again, there's a lot of things that John Morant does, Zion Williamson does, that are just easily translatable to the NBA. And you've seen what the things that Zion did in his once he got back and once he got going, I mean, he was, it was fantastic. And that's okay. I mean, and people like think, think, I think the people see that as a slight when you think, when you say Zion's really good. And I don't, I don't see it like that. I think you can, you can have both. Like the Zion can be awesome and John Morant can be awesome as well. There are a lot of, you see same, you know, same class superstars all the time, James Harden, Steph Curry, like, you know, there's all these, you know, obviously not for the Grizzlies because it's picture how shame to beat, which we're not going to go through, but you know, you see it happens all the time. There's multi-star NBA draftees. So, you know, you can have one and you could say one is great and also say the other is greatest. There's nothing to it. So let's take another quick break. We'll be right back and we will finish up with the Monday Mailbag. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. Last question, same person. If John Jaron continue to play the way they are and both end up re-signing the future, despite the location, could Memphis become a desirable free agent location? I think you're seeing that um, with John Morant now that you know people want to play with John Morant. Uh, people want to be around John Morant. You saw it with Justice Winslow. As soon as Justice Winslow got traded, he had like a, a, a Grizzlies hat on, uh, taking pictures. You know, obviously there was a lot of animosity in that situation with with uh, Justice Winslow and the previous regime at, at at the Heat, where he was at the the franchise there and the owners. There was a lot of I don't would say not great will there. There was a lot of uh, things that he wanted to, I think he wanted to probably get out. But at the same time, you could tell that you look, you're, you know, it's not, 
it's not a, a situation where is no future. You can look at the Memphis Grizzlies roster and you can see Ja and Jaron or even Brandon, you know, Tyus. You can see all these young players and see how, how much they gel together, how much they like playing with each other, how fast the offense, offense is, how, how great the offense is. You can look at that as a free agent in the NBA and say, you know what, I, I could see myself there. And so you can see how Tyus shares the ball, how John Morant gets literally everybody clean looks. His assist numbers are great. I mean, he's always looking for people to try to get them involved. And I think that's what a lot of people look for. You look for, you know, a point guard that's going to share the ball and get you involved, but also get you clean looks. Like you look for an offense that that flows. And 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 so I think that's that is a desirable thing for people. But I go back to the things I say all the time about free agents is that free agents go things go places for usually one thing and one thing only, and that's money especially a lot of young free agents or restricted free agents coming off their first rookie deal, they want to get paid. And so, you know, it's a little bit like the Dylan Brooks situation. There was a, some guaranteed money there for him. He liked the situation he's in, so he's going to get paid. He's going to stay where he's at. So if you can offer free agents a certain amount of money, and if it's more than the other people, you're usually going to get them. You saw that with Chandler Parsons, and you can say whatever you want about Chandler Parsons. And at the time, and I will say, I always say this, at the time, what we knew it was a good deal. He was one of the best free agents on the market. And so, um, you know, he, you offered him the money and he took it and came to Memphis. Now, it obviously didn't work out and it was a terrible situation all around, but at the same time, you were able to offer him the money. And so I think that goes a long way for a lot of free agents. If you're able to offer them the money, then they will come. So you get into a situation where you're re-signing Jaron and you're re-signing John down the road a little bit and you you know you're gonna obviously have to those both guys both maxed out and so once you get into those years and it's gonna be two years before you get to Jaron so it's, you have a couple years before that happens but once you get into those years where you're maxing out Ja you're maxing out Jaron you could probably have to play Brandon Clark a pretty big sum as well so once you get into those years of the Grizzlies roster they're gonna be had to be some very shrewd deals to get people around those guys uh that are that are good and that can take you to possibly a finals appearance because you know, obviously you're hoping that those guys will be exponentially better than they are now and they're already great. So you're hoping they're going to be exponentially better that those guys around them don't have to be so, so awesome. But at the same time, your money is going to get tighter and tighter the further along you get in those guys' career. But to answer your question, yes, I think that once those guys, you, know, you see those guys more and more, I think we've already seen it this year, you see that in a roster, you're going to want to come play for it. It makes you, it makes the decision easier. If they're off, people are offering you a lot of money, and you have something like John Morant, Jaron, the offense, Taylor, all that together, it makes it a lot easier to say yes. That's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow with a show with Amari Sankofa. We'll continue to do these shows every single day. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're using so you don't miss a show every single day. Make sure you go subscribe to one of our national podcasts, Hollinger and Duncan. It's a great show. Go subscribe to it. You guys will enjoy that as well. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.